What's going on everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Likes and comments are always appreciated. Check out our sponsors, Control Freak and Artesian Builds. Code Nick at checkout for a sweet discount. What a banger of an episode I've got for you this week. Con Jr., the community manager from SteelSeries, drops by. You might know her from TikTok as well. She opens up, gets really personal, drops a lot of knowledge. It is such a cool chat, so let's get right into it. Welcome to the Spawn Point. Loading is now complete. Here's your host, Nick. Alrighty, thanks so much for watching, guys. We are now joined by Khan. You guys know her probably from TikTok or Steel Series. We love her around here. Give a warm welcome to Khan. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we are so excited to have you. Um, when I reached out, I honestly didn't think I was going to get an answer or a yes. So I was so excited when you were like, yeah, I'd love to. I was like, what? Okay, awesome. Let's are go. You, are you kidding? Are you? I only follow like 200 people on Twitter. Okay, seriously. Like, of, them, I, of course I'll respond. You have, you have no followers. idea how honored I felt. Like when I got that follow back, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, Khan followed me, you guys. Like it was such a big deal. No, dead this serious. Is a, that is so weird to like I, to just to hear that kind of thing. I just it's very weird. But thanks, thanks. Yes, it's well, thank you. you on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, I mean, I follow you on all the socials, and you're just you're you're a very naturally entertaining person. I don't ever get the like uh, the the appearance that you're like putting on a show. Like it's just like welcome to Khan's world, and it's it, it's nice. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, especially from someone who like tries very hard <laughs> to, to hear someone say, it doesn't seem like you try. That's like the ultimate compliment. So yeah. <laughs> thank no, you. No, you so do a much. great job. <laughs> so uh, the the thing I've been leading with on Twitter all week and telling all my friends and telling my, my girlfriend and even my uncle who stopped by today, I was like, you guys, I get to interview a real life Disney princess tonight. Like, this is crazy. Um, so I, I think that was like one of the first, um, like one of your huge TikToks I saw was the one where like the girl discovered you um, through TikTok that she had met you at Disney. And I was like, wait a minute, that's Khan in those pictures. So... Uh, tell us a little about that. Like, how did, how did you get to work at Disney? Uh, I, you know, I want to say it's like, I want to say that since I was little, I wanted to be a Disney princess or it was some kind of big journey I had. Like the ultimate goal was working at Disney, but it really wasn't. I was, uh, you know, I was in high school and there was some flyer on the wall that said like, do you want to work at Disney? like after high school and I went yeah <laughs> I would yeah I would like to do that so they, I went to this presentation and I am a big Disney fan um my family went every year when I was little so it, it was something where I was like that's is like a part of my childhood that I would love to be a part of and I went to the meeting and they said okay well when you're after high school you can you can work at Disney right away. You get into the parks every day for free. You get to live there. And I said, okay, I'm sold. And I told my mom, I said, I'm going to work at Disney. Like I'm applying for this and I'm working at Disney. And she said, okay, but you have to go to college, you know, maybe like do a couple months and then come back and go to college. Right. And then uh, four years later, I never went to college <laughs> at Disney at Disney for four years. And it was a, a 
a really amazing time, a very unique experience. I like to I like to compare it to streaming a lot, actually, where it's like you get ready, you get ready, and you know, while you're acting as someone who isn't necessarily yourself, but your your ultimate goal is to just entertain people and make them make them comfortable and make them happy and make them remember their experience. So I, I like to compare it a lot to streaming. There's a lot I can pull from Disney, you know, when I when I stream on the Steel Series channel. So that's a really a really great skill to have. But yeah, I worked there for four years and was uh, Mulan and Pocahontas. And it's just a very weird job to say that you had, you know, <laughs> it's a very interesting job, so <laughs> but I'm I, glad I did it. <laughs> I, it might be like just one of those things you hear growing up and it might not be true or not, but like you're absolutely not allowed to break character, right? Like you have to like be that person the whole time you're out there, like more than most acting jobs. Yeah. And when you're, when you're at Disney, obviously if you're, if I'm meeting someone as Mulan and they say to me, is your hair real or is that a wig? Obviously their answer is this is my real hair. I am Mulan, you know, and that is the whole thing. You don't want to break the immersion of, you don't want to break the immersion of you being a princess. You are the princess, you know, and um, you carry that with you for the rest of your life. And a lot of people do that. And there's lingo that Disney tells you to use, you know, if you are, for example, at a party with your friends and their little kid is near you and they say, hey, aren't you Mulan at Disney? You say the term friends with. So it's, oh, yes, I'm really good friends with Mulan. I'm very good friends with Mulan. And so that is something called character integrity. And Disney Disney really, really, really pounds that into you <laughs> when you work there. But you're happy to uphold the character integrity because, you know, a lot of people who work at Disney are super fans. And I was a super fan as well. And I, I did that. And um, I don't know if you've seen some of my TikToks about character integrity, but there are people who... I will go on TikTok and I'll make a TikTok that said, okay, one time I was Pocahontas and I was doing this and I will get flooded with comments that say, you're supposed to say friends with, you're supposed to say friends with, you can't, you can't say that you were. And I'm like, I have not worked there in a very long time, people. <laughs> like, <laughs> Disney no longer pays my bills. And these are, these are my experiences and my stories. And, um, I just love sharing those stories, but it's very weird when people come into your comments and who are also big Disney fans. And, you know, it, it, it's interesting to see what is important to certain people and what isn't. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, but, yeah. I think you see that crossover in a lot of fandoms in general. There is, I, I don't want to call it gatekeeping, but there are like um, certain things that people hold to a standard and you, you can't mess with that. Or there's, there's certain consequences within that fandom community that you're going to have to pay for that. Oh, definitely. And an, an example I like to I like to compare it to is Pokimane. Uh, I think Pokimane is great, and she is one of my favorite creators. She's wholesome. She is fun to watch, and she is like very pure and like you feel like she's your friend, right? And but once any kind of immersion is broken off from what happens to her off the screen for like her boyfriend. You know, people were trying to figure out, does Pokemon have a boyfriend for the longest time, you know? Um, and the people who are like, you're a simp for Pokemon if you care about her personal life or if you try to get into her personal life. There's just an immersion there. And um, I, yeah, I do compare that to Disney a lot where it's like, 
the facade, what is the facade and what isn't the facade, <laughs> you know? Yeah, breaking that, I, I think breaking the fourth wall in any sort of acting, like you said, it does carry over to streaming a lot. It's, you're trying to find a version of yourself that's acceptable to the public without giving away too much information. You know, I've, I have a lot of people give me a lot of crap for like bringing my kid on stream. And it's like, I've never dragged him in here. But if he wants to come in and be like, hey, dad, and say hi to everyone on the camera, like, he's two, it's not hurting anything. Or um, Respawn called him their intern and let him take over Twitter for a day. And he gave away a chair. And it was like a really cool thing. My DMs were flooded with people like you're such a bad parent, like you didn't give your kid a choice in the matter. I'm like, he's two he like, he doesn't get a choice like i make his choices for him and he had a great time doing it like we took some fun pictures made a couple videos like it was awesome but i still like you know i'm not telling people like specifically where we live or sharing too much information about him and it's always it's always hard to find that line it really is and you know some people choose to overshare and some people choose to keep their themselves completely private and um it's always interesting to see how communities react to it me personally like my TikTok has nothing to do with my role at Steel Series. Uh, you know, I my real name is not Khan; it's Kristen. On my oh, <laughs> oh my god, oh my gosh, oh, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Edit that out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but you know, I'm um, I I have this persona on the Steel Series channel, which is me, which is definitely me. But on my personal TikTok, I want to talk about things that I care about, like um, like. Be, you know, I, I like to be honest about my political stance on Twitter, on TikTok. I, and I'm very lucky that SteelSeries allows that and encourages that and they like want you to be you. But it is a very fine line, just like you said, being like, I'm on TikTok and I'm talking about this non-gaming related thing. And I have people who know me from SteelSeries commenting like why are you going to talk about the apex pro tkl keyboard or are you going to keep talking about your political views and it is it is hard to navigate that a lot of the time and um yeah agreed it's you know and whoever i'm gonna fight whoever said that you're a bad parent thank you that's so cool that's so cool that respawn let you be the intern yeah so cute it it was great alex just uh messaged me he's like hey we were just gonna do it but we figured we'd ask first and i was like well i appreciate that but like yeah we're we're totally down that's that's awesome i asked my girlfriend his mother just to make sure it was okay like she was on board with it like why not it was it was the most fun day and honestly the coolest part was is we ended up getting to give a desk and a chair um to a little boy with like some spinal stuff um so like he could game with his dad because like he didn't have like the proper setup so like that was that that made my whole day like that was the coolest thing yeah yeah oh i love that i love that yeah but people always have opinions on how much you should share on you know and streaming is weird too because um with streaming some people treat it as like this is an extension of my real life and part of my real life is streaming as well and some people treat it completely as a job like this is you know i have my hours that i stream and this is my persona and i think that um some people just don't respect the boundaries sometimes and don't understand you know how much how much people commit to their actual job and then how much they want to relay to of their real life so it's hard we're 
we're constantly connected on so many social medias, like you said, and it's, you know, especially if you have like your Twitter is more geared towards your streaming stuff and your Twitch is that, but your Instagram is pictures of your family or your puppy or whatever. It's, it's really hard to get your friends online to see that difference and respect it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, especially then people you don't know at all. And it's, it's, it's something that I, I guess I've been trying to navigate since like what, 2009 and we still haven't totally figured it out, but (laughs) it's, it's like an always changing environment. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I feel you. I feel you on that front. So um, circling back, because we really got on a tangent there. Oh, yeah. I love it, though. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm totally okay with it. That wasn't a knock whatsoever. Um, which park did you work at? Were you out west or in Florida? I was in Florida. I was at Disney okay. World. And when you work there, you're um, you're global. So I worked some days at Epcot as Mulan, and then um, other days I would be in the Fantasmic show at Hollywood Studios as Mulan, and then sometimes I'd work Animal Kingdom as Pocahontas. And so it was nice to just like bounce around and you know yeah. just be scheduled different things all the time. So is yeah. that where you guys traveled as a kid to Florida, or did you go west? Yeah, and my parents never flew. I want to make that very clear. I am oh. from Illinois. Uh, oh, no. Steel Series had <laughs> Steel Series headquarters in Chicago, so I live in Chicago now, yep. and I'm from a, a little bit outside of Chicago. And we would drive every year, and my dad would drive straight. We wouldn't get like get a hotel. Like oh. we'd get he'd drive like 20, <laughs> 22 hours. So the Disney love is real in my family. Khan's That's family impressive. loves Disney World. <laughs> oh wow! No, we're I'm like four hours north of Chicago, up in Wisconsin. And we never drove once. We definitely flew down there oh, like that. God. I could not imagine that car Stop ride. Bragging. No. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like hell on earth. I know. It was the worst. It was well, all I knew, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good fun. Good family bonding time for sure. Yeah. Now my parents are like, we're going on vacation. We're going to fly somewhere. I'm like, you are? <laughs> where was my, where was my ticket? <laughs> now you decide in your 50s? Like, come on. <laughs> So uh, besides playing uh, Pocahontas, I was going to call you Pokemon. Wow. <laughs> besides Pocahontas. Oh, I wish. And yeah, there you go. There, there's your next Halloween costume. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the ash gloves, the fingerless yeah. gloves and the hat, just Pokemon. Okay. You got this. If we it. ever get to go outside again, <laughs> it's going to be great. I know. Did you get to play any other, um, maybe not play any roles, but did you have any other jobs or did you come in day one as an actress and that was what you did the whole time? Oh, great question. Uh, (laughs) I did not start in entertainment. I started as um, in attractions, which is like when you get the role attractions, what do you immediately think? You think like, oh my gosh, I'm going to work at the Tower of Terror. Like I'm going to work, I'm going to work at Space Mountain. This is going to be so cool, which is definitely what I thought, but you don't find out where you work until the day you get there. So I got accepted to the program, moved to Florida, first day, get there, so stoked, ready to work Tower of Terror, wherever they put me, and they hand me the thing, and they're like, you're going to work at the Honey I Shrunk the Kids Playground, which I was like, that's not a ride. That is literally like a giant ant and like a big leaf and stuff like that. So um, I worked there for four months, (laughs) and it was like, it was definitely like glorified babysitting, Mm -hmm. you know? but I still worked at Disney World. And I remember vividly, like, there's a position there where you stand outside and you, like, are the greeter when people come in. But you have a you have a view of the Power Rangers who come out on their, like, Power Ranger car and they do all their cool moves and stuff. And I would watch that every day and be like, someone in this park is getting paid 
to dress up as the pink ranger and come out and just like fake fight and that's like was my turning point where i was like well i want to do that so i went to an audition and uh i got pocahontas first and then later i got mulan and um uh, one of the characters from Tink- the Tinkerbell movies, her name is Silvermist. She, she's like a side character, and so I was like a fairy as well. But don't get it twisted. I was also Winnie the Pooh and Chippendale. Like you have to be a fur character if you're a face character. There, you can't just be one. I like, love Chippendale. That's so cool. It was so fun. I, that was like my favorite role too. Like Chippendale just like to mess with people. Yeah. And the the crazy thing is about fur costumes is that people let you get away with stuff that like if I was a regular person and went up and like flicked you on the nose like people would be like what the hell are you doing but like you do it dressed up as a chipmunk and people are like this is the best day of my life it's crazy (laughs) but you know I, I, I would come off set one day and just like take my head off and go what did I just do? <laughs> what is my life right now? But Does the fun. suit like inspire you to get more ballsy to mess with people? Like you start like, yeah. oh, I can really get away with a lot in this. Yeah, I would sit in people's strollers and the stroller would like knock over and like a, a drink would spill that was in the stroller. I vividly remember this. And this lady was like, oh, this is hilarious. I'm like, is it okay? <laughs> like, I'm clearly a woman in a very furry outfit, but... As, if people are having fun, they're having fun. So I loved it. <laughs> That's great. Um, so what about working at the park in general, your time in Florida, maybe even in that whole area? Because Kissimmee is such a wild place. Like that whole Disney like economy is such a cool place to be when you're an adult, especially like a young adult. I remember seeing it from like the 12 year old side and then like the 18, 19 year old side. I'd be like, wow, there's this whole other world. Like City Walk, the yeah. first time you discover City Walk. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you those, what. Those margaritas uh, with like the little yeah. tequila shot in them. Yes. <laughs> it was a whole new world. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. what did you enjoy most about your time down there? Um, I met some of my best friends ever working at Disney. That's the great part is when you live at Disney, you live at Disney with other Disney cast members and you live and breathe Disney. So it was really easy to make friends while I was down there. And luckily I met some of the greatest people I, I know. And a lot of them still work down there. And my favorite part ever, ever at the parks was to drink around the world at Epcot, like to get off of work and then just say, oh, I'm already here at Epcot. Have my friends come over, like from working at Magic Kingdom, we hang out together and then we just like eat and drink around the world. It's I think Disney is a whole nother beast when you are an adult because it's like so fun to to just thrive there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. when when you have a when you have a child there with you, it's so f- cool to see you know a, a little kid who believes in all of this magic and like see it through their eyes. And so I think being there as adult by yourself as compared to like having kids there with you are two totally different amazing things and so i i'm a big disney fan yeah (laughs) i love disney same so yeah yeah the whole experience there was just great and the job is just the job is to put on makeup and have people hug you all day and like tell you that i know in a in a post rona world that's like weird to say yeah (laughs) but but you know back when i worked there was it's just like people are lining up to talk to you and it's just such a fun thing 
And again, you can put it back to streaming. You know, people are watching you and they're here to have a good time. And if and when you're there to entertain them and it's such a good feeling when people tell you that you did a good job or tell you that they had an amazing time. This is a memorable experience for me. And I just take so much of Disney and put it towards streaming efforts. It's it's such a cool thing that two totally opposite things can be so similar, you know? Well, and it's nice to see that something you did quite a bit of time ago now, um, besides being such a fan of, had such a lasting impact on your life. And it's something you can transition and apply to things later in life. I think that's the greatest thing about experiences like that, when you can 10 years down the road, apply them to something totally different. Yeah, it's great. It's so cool. I never thought, you know, working at Disney, I'd be like, well, in 10 years when I am, you know, live on Twitch or back then when it was like Justin (laughs) TV, uh, I will be taking these skills of being a a Disney princess and just applying them to playing Stardew Valley. (laughs) You know, like it's such a, it's such a fun thing. And so it is. The Spawn Point is powered by Artesian Builds. Visit them online for your next streaming, gaming, or editing PC, and then watch them build it live on stream. Check out the link in the episode description, and use code NICK at checkout for additional savings. Now, let's get back to the show. Transitioning a little bit, um, what has it been like for you to like truly like blow up on TikTok? Because I think a lot of people have had that one or two posts that gets like a crazy amount of views and they're like, oh my God, I made it. And then it never happens again. But like you're low-key TikTok famous. So <laughs> what has that like ascension been like for you? How, like what is it like handling that? What I think is crazy is that, um, you know, it. I have however many followers I have, I think like 60K right now. But I have made every single TikTok in my home in quarantine. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like, oh, wow, look at this following I've created. Because it it just is a surreal thing, as a lot of things are and have been during, during quarantine. You know, it's just like I originally made a TikTok. The first TikTok I made that blew up was about Disney, was about a funny experience I had as Pocahontas and a woman came up to me and said something very funny and that got like a million views. And so I took that as like, Oh, does does this happen to everybody? Cause I was very new to TikTok and I didn't know. So I think I kind of took it for granted because the videos I did after it also about Disney also blew up. People started following me because they wanted more Disney content. And then I said, okay, well, this is, this is how it works. Like, <laughs> this is how it works, right? Everybody does this. Everybody gets this, this cool, <laughs> these comments and these likes, right? And then, um, and then I started making TikToks that were not about Disney. And that's when the algorithm kicks in. And it's like, oh, people follow you for a certain reason. And this can be said for any platform. Yep. You know, people follow you for a certain reason. If you post about something else, it's n- probably not going to do as well. So it's been tough for me to navigate that. And, you know, I've been more, I think this is everybody's TikTok experience. I've been more frustrated (laughs) than happy on TikTok because it's such a, it's, it's not, it's not like YouTube where it's like, oh, I made a video, someone subscribed because they like this content. I'm going to keep making videos like this and people are going to keep liking my content, right? TikTok is like, 
you feel like you're at the mercy of some invisible invisible higher being and no matter how good your content is no matter how relatable you think it is it is a lot of the time at the mercy of whoever runs TikTok <laughs> and the algorithm but i know i'm preaching to the choir with you like i know that like that like streamer streamer TikTok has blown up in the last couple months and it's amazing to see but i see so many people frustrated about it too and i'm like i'm frustrated too <laughs> yeah so we're all just sitting around frustrated together even the yeah. people like my friend bam has like 500,000 followers on there and like mm -hmm. his he gets insane views and still he's just like man this TikTok only got like 250k and i'm like bruh yeah okay Bruh. okay i know i know and i and i feel like the 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 complaints that i have are something someone's like oh i wish that i could get i wish i could get 2000 views on one of my tiktoks but then uh, you look at i mean you get you have to look at how it's to scale got like you know like 50k 50k yep. 50k 50k and then you get 2000 likes and so it's and then i start to internalize it and i'm like is it me is it me is my content so terrible is this one tiktok the worst thing i've ever made you know so man tiktok is it's a hard. different different kind of beast and uh whoever has cracked the algorithm good for you seriously kudos <laughs> to you yeah we my my biggest frustration with TikTok, like just personally, is I've I've put so much like creative energy and editing into like these really cool videos that get like no views in comparison. And then my one TikTok that like truly blew up, um, it's just me pouring G fuel into a cup. <laughs> That's all it is. Like it's just me taking the powder and going. And it's my oh, it's my biggest TikTok ever. It's like why? And I've made more G Fuel content since then, and nothing. And it's like I have these really great, like really edited, like took me all week to do videos, and they get nothing. And I'm just like, this is good content. Like why? But it's I know. that algorithm puts you in a lane, and if you deviate at all, it's just you get lost really quick. And it changes so much. It's so like someone will give you really good advice, and two weeks later, it it doesn't apply anymore. I know. I just feel like it's a bunch of people. Just like sitting at TikTok, like, no, yeah, like Tinder, like, yep. no, but it's one guy and he's like, he is God. <laughs> he's like TikTok God, like, didn't even watch this. No, yes. Like, you know, it's wild. But I, I also think about, you know, as more people join the platform, only so many people can be on the For You page. So obviously not everybody is going to, you know, blow up or or have TikToks that go viral all of the time. But I feel the same way as you. Is that like I have TikToks where I it has like 10 different cuts. I have four different outfits and then it has no engagement. And then I have a TikTok of the Blink 182 song. Um and I'm just laying down and it says when it's 3.47 a.m. and you think about a pair of shorts that you haven't seen in a while. And it's the Blink-182 song. And I just wake up, I go, where are you? And that got like 500,000 yep. views. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That's the algorithm right there. Just hit me in the face. Why? And I know there are 10 billion different podcasts with our same frustrations about TikTok. You know, like... What did I do wrong? Yeah, we definitely aren't in the minority there, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, given quarantine, we're not out and about as much as anything. Um, 
have you ever been recognized yet? It, maybe not from TikTok, but from the internet in general. Like, hey, that's the girl from Steel Series or that's the girl from TikTok. <laughs> Has anybody recognized you yet? Um, so I got the Steel Series community manager role during quarantine. I got it in like May. So I've only been the community manager in quarantine. So I'm sure if we were out of quarantine, maybe more I would have more exciting <laughs> things to say about people recognizing me or stuff like that. But um, I, my friend who works at Disney right now was talking to her friend and they don't know me and they were talking about headsets and they were talking about which one to get and they go, oh, I really want to get Steel Series headset. Uh, and she said, oh, my friend works at Steel Series. And he said, she does. She said, yeah, she's a community manager. She streams on Twitch. She went, Khan? <laughs> Khan? And she went, yeah. And he, and he immediately was like, do you know Koob? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, that's usually, that's usually how it goes. It's like, oh, are you con? Do you know So we're package deal. We're package pain. deal. But, yeah, pain. It's okay. I love it. I love it so much. And I love Koob. And um, I think what he's done with Steel Series has just been incredible. So that's... always, it's just so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you actually, you transitioned that so well, because that's, I wanted to talk about that next. Um, and to touch on something you said before that I've been just saving him ahead this whole time, something I respect a ton about Steel Series, about you, about Coop, the whole team, is how much they let you be you. They, they let you take a real, not corporate stance on things um to use your voice and not even just politically um i think you and Coop do a really cool job of talking a lot about like mental health um you know keeping yourself upbeat in this sort of climate that we're in right now um always connected type stuff it's it's really great because i so many of my friends work for companies like this and they're so bound to having to keep within their box within their script and they're not allowed to really deviate from that or they do get in a lot of trouble. And it's, I don't know who made the decision to let you guys be you, but shout out to them because like it, it, it's, it's made me respect the company that much more. Yeah. And I feel privileged and lucky every day that steel series does take these stances that they do and allow, allow the employees to say what they want to say what they want to say, you know? And, um, you know, we follow each other on Twitter. I'm very candid on Twitter about my mental health and how, you know, depression and anxiety affect me so much every day. And um, I wouldn't want to be part of a company that doesn't allow me to speak like that or doesn't acknowledge those kinds of things. And SteelSeries really, really encourages it, which I love. You know, I, I love it so much. And um, uh, someone who has really helped help that is Koob. Uh, he has come in as the global director of social media and just turned the entire social media on its, on, on its head. You know, um, I, I think that a big part of, of his, his strategy is, uh, we, not me. And he says that to me all the time is, you know, if, if we're putting out something, it's us putting out something, even if Koob was the one to tweet it, even if I was the one to tweet it, it is us, tweeting from the Steel Series account. And um, I think about that every day. I think about, you know, um, this brand is a brand. We are a company that sells headsets. But I think that Coop has taken this incredible, incredible step to try to pers like make it personable. You know, um, I think that when I speak about Steel Series, I'm being honest and I don't ever feel like, well, you need to 
I need to promote this more. I need, I need to promote this. I need to say this is good, even if I don't think it's good because I like the products, you know, and it's really nice to, it's really nice to work for a company that one makes great things that I want to use myself and use myself every day. And two allows me to be myself and allows and encourages me. And Koob has helped me a lot with that too. He's great. He's great. That's <laughs> Koob's pretty great. He's we a cool dude for sure. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we stand Koob around here. Um, how, how did you find the community manager position in the first place? Was it just like you saw it post online and kind of fell into your lap? Oh, so I have been the community manager since May. So about eight months, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but I've been with SteelSeries for two years. I oh. I started on the support team. Uh, so I, you know, I've been into gaming my whole life. Not like a huge gamer, not like huge gamer. But when I, in Chicago, I worked at a gaming lounge and we, ha- we had Siberia headsets. And like all of our stations in the gaming lounge were Siberia. And... Um, I obviously looked into their company more and I kept looking at their job postings like every week for like a year. And I didn't see anything that aligned with like what I wanted to do. And then finally I saw this customer experience analyst role and I applied and I got it. And I was like, so excited, more excited for a job than I've ever been besides Disney. You know, like. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Disney overlords, if you're listening, no, she didn't mean uh, it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And when I got into the support role, I loved being at SteelSeries. I loved the environment. Like, I loved everybody I worked with. I just felt like I could do more. Like, I felt like my creative juices were not being, (laughs) were not spinning or were not working out. So I just kept, like, keeping up with the social team and, like, um, asking them what I could do for them, asking them, like, you know, hey, can I help you make a TikTok? I helped Coop make TikToks for a little, like, and whenever I got to do it, I was so excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, Coop gets paid to do this. He gets paid to make these TikToks and like go on the Steel Series Twitch. This is so cool. <laughs> and so, um, and so then the role opened up and I did not leave Coop alone. I was like, I want this role. And I told my boss at the time, I was like, I want that role. I'm going for this role. And I'm letting you know, I want this role. And I waited a long time, <laughs> like maybe six to eight months. And oh. I was like, I need it. I need it. I need it. And then um, I got the call. I got the call. I got the email and um, I was over the moon and I am still over the moon. And every day I think there's no way that this is my job and I get to do these cool Twitch things that I get to interact with our community and we get to lightly roast people on Twitter. Sometimes I get to do that for money like me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's, that's the journey and, um, still going strong and love it. Love every second of it. And that's truly something that I see in whether you're on the Twitch, your TikToks, even just like your personal Twitter, when you're talking about steel series, it really comes through how, appreciative or like how into your job you are like how much you really actually enjoy doing that which is awesome because like not many people get to be like I, I really really love my job like I don't mind my job but I would never <laughs> I would never smile and be as giddy as you just were talking about your job talking about my day job like ever yeah. it just wouldn't happen so that's like that's really awesome that you have found something so cool that you are like truly passionate about and I think that will 
only aid the company long term because as long as you're that passionate about it you're going to keep bringing like that that creative flow and the, the way you interact with the community even when you're lightly roasting people <laughs> you do such a good <laughs> right. job and that's one of my favorite things is when the Steel Series Twitter team lightly roasts somebody for being like, "Why won't you answer me about my shipment?" Like, because you're talking to the wrong people, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah the worst yeah. is when I recognize someone that you guys are roasting. I'm just like, "Oh man, I know that person." And hey, I'm just like, friend. "Whoops!" And then I just like I wait a little while before I throw the like in there. Then so hopefully they don't notice it. <laughs> Sorry, it was funny though. <laughs> yeah, and and. I love my job because it goes back to they let me be me. I feel like I'm not putting on some kind of act to, you know, go on Twitch and have to have to say certain things and stuff. It's like it comes organically to me because I love the job. And I think that everyone should strive for that of like, you know, you know, that term, like if you love something, you never have to work a day in your life. And it's it's easy to love your job when the company allows you to be yourself. And I'm very happy about that. It's, it's so nice to hear for sure, for sure. Um, so what's it like when you get to get on the Twitch? Because you more or less, I mean, like Koob is like the face of Steel Series, but more so with the Twitch team, like I, I guess I and a lot of people I know associate you with that side of things. What's it like getting on there and getting to take that over and be in front of all those people and like keep them entertained? Uh, it is scary. <laughs> I think that's the first word. Uh, I was very scared to to be another face of Steel Series or to get onto the Twitch channel after you see and after I saw for so many months how much people love Koob. You know, it's it's very scary to to say, listen, this is the person who Steel Series fans adore. And you're also going to help him out sometimes. And it's like, oh boy, like these people have such high expectations of such a great person. How can I ever be that, you know? And again, Koob is nothing but a supportive person. And he's like one of my good friends too, you know? And so that's super helpful to have someone who encourages you like, hey, you can do this. Hey, you don't need to ask me, do it. Like, I trust your judgment. I trust you to make these good decisions. And that really helped me a lot. But I'd swear the first couple streams I did, I was so nervous. And I was like, Hi, everybody. Uh, it's me, Khan. Yeah, I know I'm not. Yes, I know I'm not Koob. I know. And so we had to set up, we set up <laughs> a, a, a command called Where is Koob? <laughs> like, <laughs> Twitch. Just because people ask all the time, you know, and so um, it's, it's just a check it out sometimes I won't reveal what it is but um you know people ask and I had to get over that hump um over time because when I started posting on TikTok as well all the comments where's the other guy where's the other guy hey where's that guy and you know it, it's kind of like well I, he's not here it's me <laughs> you know but he'll be back later I, yeah I, I promise he'll be back I'm just the other person you know and so I had to get over that really quickly and it was tough it was tough we joked about it for a long time but it's it's hard it's hard it's hard to like try to get over it and have it not hurt your feelings but I think now I've established like people know who I am you know it's a new face you know a new face so they had to get used to me but i'm not going anywhere so keep <laughs> you're stuck with that you're stuck with this face <laughs> but yeah it was it was tough and and to be honest i did not stream a lot before i was 
before I um, became the community manager. So it took a lot. It took a lot to for me to learn because I think a lot of people before you stream, me included, when you don't know about Twitch, you think, oh, I want to stream myself going live. You think, I'm going to turn my webcam on, go to twitch.com, <laughs> you know, and press record. And you're all of a sudden, it's 10 million other steps, you know, OBS, all of that stuff. And that's an additional level of stress for anybody who is looking into, you know, wanting to stream and things like that. So I was scared mentally and also confused physically with the things in front of me. <laughs> but we're good now, I think. <laughs> That's good. So it, how do you feel being, I guess, mostly related um, to like the Steel Series socials and on their Twitch and stuff? Has that affected your personal brand in a good or bad way? Or is it not something you really care about because you're having fun and doing your job regardless? Yeah, going back to Steel Series letting me be me, I don't really have I don't really have things where maybe cursing or something like that, you know, where I like try to tone it down a little bit. But um, other than that, I'm completely me when I'm on stream or and if people find my personal my personal TikTok, my personal Twitter, there's nothing wrong with that. But it, it does, even though a brand says, hey, be you, we completely support you. You still have this thing in the back of your mind of like, oh, someone's going to see something that I said that is not related to <laughs> is not related to gaming. They're not going to agree with me or things like that. You know, it's um, very easy to get canceled nowadays, you know, especially in the on the in the TikTok stratosphere. Um, I see my my feed is like full of people who are calling other people out. And so it, it's very important to be mindful, even though I have nothing I have nothing controversial to say ever. But um it, it has been a little bit difficult for me to navigate on Twitter. I'll be like, well, I want to, I want to be open about mental health. I want to be open about the way I feel. But then I think in the back of my mind, I'm con, you know, the bubbly person who's on the Twitch stream. I don't want someone to say, oh, she's depressed. She's being fake on the Twitch stream, you know? And it's, that's just such a slippery slope because, you know, you just get into your own head about it. And I think that, um, the toughest critic is me at the end of the day. It's not like anybody else saying you should be this way on your personal socials and then this way on the brand socials. It's just, it's all in my head. <laughs> so yeah, long-winded um, answer. Sorry. No, 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 no. I appreciate it. I, I love the transparency. And again, that's something, you know, I go back to you and Coop, the whole Steel Series team. You guys do a really good job, but I think you specifically, um, you do a really, really good job of walking that line between being the bubbly personality of Khan and being very open and honest. Like, I'm having a rough day today. I'm having a rough yeah. week today. Being locked in 24-7 is not great. And it's, I don't think it comes off as fake, uh, either personality. I think it's, this is you. And I think a lot of people, at least in the streaming community, can feel that. We understand what that stress is like. We understand how fun it can be to get on camera and just release for a while before we go back to real life. Um, so it's just, you know, I've said it, but like, kudos. You you do such a good job. And I, I think you, I, I would hope that you would continue to speak out about your mental health. Um, I, I think it is definitely encouraging for more people when they see someone of your statue, um, stature, statue, wow. Um, <laughs> someone of your position in the community when they're doing it. It, 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 it can make them feel like it's a safe spot for them to do it too, or that it's okay to open up and be like, hey, I'm not okay today. And that's yeah. that's something I just, I really want people to be better at. I, I totally agree with you. And I want to tell you, to be honest, 
something that has really helped me is streamer Twitter. Streamer Twitter is such an honest place. And while I, I follow predominantly streamers because I wasn't really active on Twitter before I became community manager. So my following list is mostly people who stream and people who are streamers. It's so awesome to see people be transparent about struggling about saying, Hey, I honestly, I'm sorry. I cannot stream today because I am not in the right headspace. I love that transparency. And I think that's what makes streamers so great is that like, this is streaming is a glimpse into their life. Yes. But so is the good and the bad shown on your stream, you know, or on your socials as well. And that has really given me the courage to be more honest about the way that I speak on Twitter and, you know, I, I fully appreciate people who tweet, Hey guys, good vibes only. But I also appreciate the people who say I'm, my vibes are terrible today. Like I have terrible vibes. I'm not feeling great. And that kind of vulnerability I think is like the core of the streaming community is like being able, people are looking for streamers like yourself, like anybody who is streaming to find a friend, like to find a friend and to feel like, hey, I'm talking directly to someone. Yeah, they have 50 people watching them right now, but I feel connected to them because they are honest about their what's going on in their life. And I think that's like the core of being a successful streamer is being real and being like true to yourself. So cheesy, but I fully mean no. it. No, <laughs> I, I, I 100% agree though. Um, I, I come from... I guess like the original like Twitter sphere that I got involved with was um, like sports talk radio and like fantasy football and stuff like that. And that's a very male driven, like unforgiving atmosphere. You speak out about your mental health once and like, you're just done. Nobody wants to work with you. They're worried about the guy that he's going to flake all the time because he's not in the right headspace. So it's, I built up years of, of, compartmentalizing that as hard as possible and pushing it back and then um getting into like the comp scene where it's pretty toxic but it's still like streamer adjacent it got better and then like kicking down the door and really getting into the streamer twitter world and seeing people just straight up be like today sucks it's shit (laughs) we'll try again tomorrow like we'll go get it like that that was so nice to see that i could just be like i'm not feeling it today guys and i wasn't gonna get a hundred people being like oh you're not a man you're a pussy whatever whatever it was and that like that was it's really nice that there is especially for a community that gets so much crap for being toxic and being so bad there there are a lot of positives to it and i think it just depends on the community that you build for yourself and integrate yourself into if you put yourself around just nothing but toxic people yeah it's going to be a bad time it's going to be a bad community but if you surround yourself with people that are supportive and comfortable talking about their mental health like i have the greatest community like my friends on twitter are just the best and i like i feel like i would do anything for them they would do anything for me and we're all there for each other and that's like i don't know that's 10 years ago that's not something i would have imagined the internet was going to give us Right. It's so incredible. And I feel like the people who I feel closest to on like are some people I have never met. Like shout out, shout out to the John Baker because he is just a beacon of light to me. Like his content is great, but also he's just an incredible person and I've never met him in my life, but you just, you find people 
in the streaming community who want to be as real and as vulnerable and true to themselves as you do. And it's just such a good thing to bond. And then you hear people say, oh, people who play video games are toxic. It's like the people you play video games with are toxic. My video game friends are incredible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like we have a blast. Okay. I don't know. Your <laughs> friends suck, apparently. <laughs> so that's another great thing about like me becoming the community manager is like it just opened up a world to just people who are great. And I I love having access to a brand that can can help people, you know, um, feel like they have people to talk to. And that's another thing like making the brand personable and things like that. It's people feel like sometimes it's me and Koob who are all of Steel Series, and we have to remind them like, no, this is everybody. Like this is everybody, but we want you to feel like we are friends. Like, you know, we are friends. And that's why we have, you know, the casual Twitch streams and, you know, where we don't like even do giveaways. We're just like, hey, I'm here to vibe. I'm here to chat with everybody, you know? And uh, I think anybody who does that, on Twitch who's like super engaging with their chat and just loves their community, just like you did. Like, I love hearing you talk about your community and how much you love them and how great everybody is. Like, that's all you can ask for when you that stream. Is, like, really? Yeah. Like I, I personally, like I know I, at my age and stage in life with a family and everything, like 99.9% chance this isn't going to be my career. I'm not going to make a full time out of this. So instead of focusing on trying my hardest to make every little penny I can, it's been such a relief and so much fun, honestly, to just focus on building those connections, having fun with chat. I've recently found that I have way more fun doing like Pokemon pack openings or like playing like Fall Guys, a game where I'm not getting super sweaty and I can just chill with chat. Because yeah, then it's yeah. like it's it never stops all of a sudden and no. you're like really building those connections and like it kind of made me fall in love with it all over again. I've been having so much fun with that lately. And that's, I, I really like the ability to build that community where it's just, again, I've been with technology. I grew up literally as the internet peaked and this just isn't something I ever really thought would be available to us so readily. I know it's so great. And I think that people are also hesitant, maybe older people are about the term esports because they immediately think of like the NBA. So when you, you grow up and you're good at basketball and someone says to you, Oh, you're good at basketball. You're going to be in the NBA or you should try to be a basketball star in the NBA. I feel like there's one goal. There's one goal for that sport and it's to be in the NBA. That is the top, but I love the gaming community and I love the esports community because there's so many options for you to be successful. And there isn't like one standalone goal of being the top streamer. Like, you could be ninja or you could be a smaller streamer, you know, who has uh, not as many, you know, obviously ninja has so many, <laughs> you know, brand deals and things like that. But to be a successful streamer, you don't need to be ninja. You can be someone with thousands of followers less, like in, who can get sponsored by a brand. And that is someone else's version of successful. And that is why I love I love the gaming industry for that reason is that just just so many options to be you <laughs> you know there's just if you don't like to do speed if you're not good at speed runs but you're super good at Fortnite, then try to be a pro Fortnite streamer if you just like to talk to people on twitch there is an option for that it is so great and um i love it i do and i think i think 
in 2021, I really think we're going to see a boom in just chatting. I think people are finally figuring out that that really is like a cool yeah. niche and it, it can break out of the, the bounds of video games then. Like, sure, we can talk about video games. Like, this whole thing is related to video games, but you could really talk about anything, anything at all. You could bring in movies, sports, whatever, you know? I love cooking streams. Cooking yes. streams are the yes. best. They're the best. <laughs> They're so good. I'm like, will I ever make this risotto? No. no. Are you going to make it while I chat with you? Hell yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. So good. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's why I love I love any community that can be wholesome and you and you know the streamer can say I love my community is a successful streamer to me. You know. Yep. And it's the biggest thing is not comparing yourself to other people's success. Finding your success and what makes you happy because it's never going to be the same as someone else's someone else is going to get those deals you want but if you look at what you've accomplished and what has truly made you happy in the experience that's success in itself and i know that sounds corny as hell but like it it is true once i let go of comparing myself to others and said i accomplished this this and this this year that made me so happy and proud of myself and what i accomplished like that was a ton of success and that it, it might not be or sound successful on paper to anyone else, but that's not the point. You, yeah. you, very, you need to do it for yourself. I totally agree. Do I compare myself to people? 24 seven <laughs> all the time. Yep. <laughs> but I, I strive to be like, okay, well I did this today. Like what are these things I did today that are successful? And like you talking to me and being like, Oh, with your stature, I'm like, why are you? I was like, what? Like I'm, I, I'm in my house, like 24 seven, you know, just like working, working this job. And, you know, it's just, it's in the eyes of other people. It's so cool. And it's, it's great to, and it's great to hear from your community. Hey, we love you, Nick. Like you are so great. You are so funny. Like we love being part of your community and, you know, it's just so nice to hear that everybody has their own little successes and, that's all I can really ask for from exactly. like, the Fieldspace community as well. It's like, did you have a good time in stream? Yes. That is a win for me. That is a win for me. I don't care how many how many viewers we had. You had a great time. I came to engage you and we did it, you know, and got to focus on those little successes. And it's it's so it's easier said than done. I, I can preach <laughs> focus on yourself yeah. all day. But it, it's just something practice. <laughs> just just try try to do that and you will find that things will get easier and a lot more fun, honestly. Yeah, yeah. All right, one last question before we go. A little bit oh, of a yeah. fun one. Um you guys get a lot of really funny sob stories when the people are asking for free stuff. Um, you yeah. know, like my brother got hit by a car on the way to graduation. Can I have a keyboard? I what what is one that sticks out in your head that is like one of your favorite all time sob stories? Uh, so I don't even think I can think of one because if you open up like if you open up the Steel Series TikTok DMs, like it's just like scroll, 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 scroll. Like, hey, um, Hey, if you don't respond, you have to give me an Apex Pro TKL. If you, hey, uh, day 35 telling you that I love you, but if, you, and that's it. But if you wanted to give me a headset, that's fine too. But I'm just here to tell you I love you, Steel Series. Like, I cannot pick one because the creativity that people have is phenomenal. I also blame it all on Wendy's and that one nugget, <laughs> that one yes. nugget thing. And we had no choice. Steel Series had no choice but to make it a meme of like, no, you can't have a free headset because that's that's all of our comments are. I 
I like to think about all the like the things that we see every day. And I feel like other companies are also feeling this way anyway. We just decided to like make a joke about it all the time. It's like, hey, I'm first, like all the time. First, first comment. First, oh, are we early? I'm 32 seconds in or like, (laughs) (laughs) or um, just, I can't just pick one, Nick. It's a, it's a daily it's a daily onslaught and stampede of like of that kind of stuff. But I will tell you my biggest pet peeve is that when we post on social, if I'll post something on social and Kubel will post on social and they will respond like, "Oh, you can tweet, but you can't do this. You can't answer my ticket." It's like, "Who do you think we're- <laughs> You think it's me?" <laughs> yeah, it's just you and Kube in a tiny little room. You do everything. <laughs> This is, I have like nine keyboards. Like yeah, manufacturing, small. shipping, all of it. <laughs> and, you know, I think, I think some people are just frustrated, but like just the, the, the thinking that like the person who posted on Twitter posted on Twitter really quick and then they went back to like answering tickets about like <laughs> about wanting to return an item or something. That's always just like the funniest thing to me. It's just, you know, it's like, I get a kick out of it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help you with that. I'm sorry. Uh, but I I love my job and I love I love the community and I'll, I'll I'll end with that. As the community manager, I love managing the community. Big and word. And you do a damn good job. <laughs> oh, right. thanks so much. Yes. Thanks so much. Thank I, I got a got a great brand. Great, you do great brand behind me and great people behind me. So yes, and thank you, easy. thank you so much for coming on. Seriously, you made my whole night. I appreciate it so much. Make sure you guys check out Khan on all our socials, which have been scrolling below. Is there anything else you wanted to plug? Uh, I just want to say thank you for being a great, great person. I followed, we follow each other on Twitter, and I always just love your content, and I love um, following the journey of a streamer. And uh, you just, I can tell you are meant for big things. Oh, thank you. That, that, honestly, that means me. a lot. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, I just love, and thank you for telling that respawn story about your, <laughs> about your kid, because that is so great. And I love that. So, yeah, it was a lot um, of fun. We should do this again sometime. Thank you so yes. much for having me. And this was a blast. And Yes, uh, we will yeah. definitely have you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nick.